Welcome to Left of the Throne, a Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon review podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Monterullo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Oh, man, I am just fucking so excited on the edge of my seat for the She-Hulk finale. Let me tell you, <laughs> I was, oh, I mean, when they said that Charlie Cox was coming to the MCU, I was, it's Daredevil, I was like, oh, my God. And then when he shows up in Spider-Man No Way Home, I'm like, they're doing the thing. He's here, finally. And then you see him in She-Hulk, and you're like, oh, fuck. <sighs> yeah, so... I've tried to watch every Marvel show with an open mind. I watched Miss Marvel. Thought it was a good show. It's definitely geared toward teenage girls, but that's okay. Because it takes on a lot of very complex, problematic themes, like the partition of India. Uh, it, the, you know, oh, wow. the, the FBI. <laughs> like it's, it's like a big, big part of the show, too. It's not oh, like they just casually mention it. There's like <laughs> scenes that take place during the part. Like, uh, anyway, it's so, so, yeah, good show. But still, you know, it's Disney, so whatever. Then I watched this show and it's just it's like what if what if the writers of Sex in the City took on a Marvel franchise? That's literally all this show is. It like seems, there's yeah. <laughs> it, it, from an outsider's perspective, it seems like a show written to get like angry nerds to yell about it, to get like articles written about it. Like there's no actual, <laughs> exactly. there's no actual show behind it. It's just like, what can we do to piss off a bunch of neckbeards and get a bunch of good press for a show that's, you know, completely undercooked and fucking subpar, but it'll get, you yeah. know. It, it, it feels like it was, it was, you know, they didn't like the Ghostbusters film with the girls from Saturday Night Live. So we're going to fucking, get, you know, it's just, it's like, that's, so yeah. every every episode is just it's like every how many like cliche stereotypes of of women shows can we pack into one thing where it's like hey what if in this episode She Hulk goes on a date and hey what if in this episode She Hulk went shopping and hey what if this whole episode uh, She Hulk goes to a wedding and hey what if She Hulk went to group therapy and hey what if She Hulk had a girl fight with an IG influencer it's, <laughs> it's just it's like every episode is one of those things right right and and I you know the I, actress who plays her i don't have her name in front of me does a good job with it it's just it's like it's it's like cringe level bad yeah, <laughs> it's the first material. marvel show that I, I will say is objectively bad so yeah yeah i mean i yeah i, I just can't I, yeah I can't and seeing charlie cox's daredevil show up in it too is you're just like oh god no why <laughs> why just i don't i don't want to see daredevil under disney's hands now like i don't want it to i just want no, to go I, back, I, give it back to netflix they were doing fine i know i i just yeah i was so excited when it was like oh shit he's coming back they're doing a revival and now like after just seeing the the, the way they've used him in in there in uh she hulk i'm like I, you know i just don't I, I don't have any interest in a fucking mickey mouse up version of like the actual like good fucking stories they told with the with the Netflix shows like that fucking yeah. Punisher was a great fucking drama series that just happened to be about um, I mean, when, when, you know, when Vincent D'Onofrio came back and was in Hawkeye like I liked that show I liked Hawkeye I thought yeah. I thought it was pretty good but with like the the version of Kingpin they show in that I was just like oh they nerfed the fuck out of him that's like what he, I've, that's what I heard yeah he's just very you know, neutered he, he went from smashing a guy's head in a car door to like oh he shoves a girl a couple times and she's fine it's like that seriously it's, 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 it's just seriously fuck disney um but you know 
a show that does not hold back and does not uh, <laughs> neuter any of its character. Oh, well, I shouldn't say it doesn't neuter any of its characters. It doesn't neuter them in storytelling sense. It probably is. Ne- it's neutered several characters. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Very literally neutered them. But, oh, God. Uh, yeah. So we're reviewing House of the Dragon this week. Episodes seven and eight, uh, Driftmark and Lord of the Tides. Um, both episodes of which I, I, I absolutely loved, uh, for different reasons. And I, and we'll, we'll try to get into them. I think when we do these every two week shows, they kind of tend to blend together for me. So I'm going to try my best to segment them, um, when we're talking about them, but I think we're just going to kind of drift all over the place. Cause you know, it, it's just, it, you, you kind of take these things in big chunks. Um, but overall, before we get into the nitty gritty, what were your thoughts about um, about the episodes, just in general? Uh, you know, starting with with uh, episode seven, Driftmark. Uh, I mean, it's hard. To, like, to, I went back and rewatched both of them last night, but it's like yeah. my, my brain has a hard time like encapsulating what happens in each one episode. No, right, same. Right, it's hard. But it's yeah, it just it's you know, it's an ongoing soap opera. But you know, I thought seven was you know really like you know when shit really hits the fan yeah. um so much shit happens i mean a lot of happened at eight too but it was you know more verbal stuff uh one or two couple of huge violent things but you know a little more like this will be bad in in you know by the next episode shit's gonna go insane yeah yeah i mean i thought all the stuff with you know the kid <laughs> and the dragon was great um that thing's fucking huge uh i like the little sort of momentary fake out where you couldn't tell what the kid was looking at. Like he, like at first I thought that he was spying on uh, Damon and Rhaenyra. He's, he's like transfixed on something and they're both on the right. Beach. Same. They, I, I like, think they oh, shot shit. it that way intentionally. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. fuck it. This is like a Brandon or a Brand Stark situation where they're going to find him and Damon's going to have to kill this kid or something. Right. <laughs> right. Then- or it's just, you know, again, like something that this kid's going to, be a problem, but not in this way. Turns out it's going to be a different way. Um, right. But of course, it's like a like an instant transference of bullying, where he goes from being the kid that's picked on to being the fucking kid picking on everyone else. Um, you know, and also it's just you know, I don't think Finders Keepers applies to a you know two hundred foot long fucking lizard either. <laughs> no, and and unfortunately, in the world of Game of Thrones, dragon riders or uh, dr- dragons are very particular. Like they will not accept another rider until whoever is like been accepted by them dies. Like it's just a thing that people kind of know about in Westeros. So That's now that he's particular, if it's just like the first kid that walks up and says the magic word, it's well, like, oh, I guess you're in charge now. <laughs> I think there's there's certainly something magical or you know whatever elemental about it being a Targaryen or Targaryen blood, because there's some stories in the books about like Martell's trying to ride, like, you know, take a dragon on as, as the dragon rider and getting burned alive. So I think there right. is certainly something about they're, they're, they're just, they're particularly Targaryens, but not, you know, particular to which Targaryen necessarily, but like, they're very loyal. Like if you, if, if they uh, yeah. don't know uh, that they're, yeah, I get that. Dead. I'm just, I'm just joking about it anyway, but no, well, I, but I love, <laughs> but it sucks. Cause it's like, you know, now, now they can't get it away from, from fucking, from this little shit. Uh, and you know, and it's like the biggest fucking dragon in all of Westeros. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love, I love how much uh, personality they, um, you know, sort of put into the, the, this dragon where it's just, it's like whatever it gets ordered to do, it's just like, oh, 
God. <laughs> right. You, re- you really want me to burn you alive? Or you, sh- you, you said it three times. Okay, I guess. You know, and this kid's, he's like, come on, let's take off. Let's fly. And he's like, uh, she's like, I was fucking asleep. I was in a dead, I was having a dream. And now you want me to get up fire. And then even, even the way she takes off is like lumbering. It's just like, oh God, <laughs> it's so fun. It's not easy to fly when you're this fucking big. So um, Vagar, the the dragon in question, who's who's obviously the biggest dragon in in Westeros, apparently is like the oldest dragon. Also, uh, she is it a she? It is a she. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she was still apparently alive during Aegon's conquest. So she's like that old that she was like a contemporary of of uh, uh, Balerion, the the big fucking the biggest dragon of all time, the the big skull that's in the uh, in the crypt down there. So. She's also really old, and apparently Balerion's like the first dragon ever die of old age at 200, so they definitely have like a long-ass life cycle, um, so it's an interesting wrinkle, you know, thrown into it. Uh, yeah, I, I have questions about the, the the eggs also, and like the laying of the eggs, because what was what the fuck was that egg in that it had to be like hacked it out like of? like shit, it was like a pile of shit, like, like, yeah, is it like, like was that fucking petrified shit? Dragon so dung? Right, I don't. So I don't really understand their birth. So we were, t- we were talking or... last time about like how many fucking cattle you'd have to feed a fucking lizard that big, but like think about how much fucking shit you'd have to shovel. That thing would weigh <laughs> the j- fucking shits the size of a bus. Well, also, do they reproduce asexually? Because you never really hear about like dragon. Like it's just a very there's there's a lot of like yada yada and going on with the particulars of dragon eggs and yeah. shit like that. So I mean, it is what it is, but it it does make you really wonder. And I'm sure there's an answer that we just don't know because we haven't read Fire and Blood. Um, what the fuck happened to all these dragons? Because, you know, they can live up to 200 years and we know 150 years in the future that there's no fucking dragons on the face of the earth and they're right. still popping them out. So they must have been, you know, genocided basically something, uh, during, during the happened. Civil War. It's a very... So we, we gotta get uh, we gotta get him, get him to write a book called uh, "Fire and Dragon Shits." <laughs> <laughs> Explain the fucking, where does the dragon shit? Where does it go? Who's, well, who's I, in, those those two guys with the fucking poles are just like man. You don't see what like half our day is just taking care of the fucking giant turds. This thing shits out. <laughs> it's I mean it's it's almost it's funny too because George R. R. Martin like knows that that's a thing. They're like a long time like a lot like a big meme or a big like joke about Lord of the Rings is that's not at all like concerned with real world issues. Like what sort of like, you know, tax policies Aragorn or whatever would fucking have after he takes over as King, right. which is why George R. R. Martin like has that scene in the end of, you know, at the end of uh episode or at the end of season eight, where they are just like sitting around the small council after all the shit that, that, that they've been through throughout the series. And they start talking about, you know, th- like being loaned money from Bravos and all this shit like that. So like, I, he certainly understands that people care about the minutia, so and I'm sure we'll eventually get some well, sort of. We like, got that in the the last episode, episode eight too, where they're just fucking bored to tears by their master of coin. <laughs> oh, they're so like, <laughs> "Thank you for that uh, exhaustingly thorough <laughs> description." Yeah, <laughs> no, that was great. Like, and they're all falling asleep too, so you know it's not just Allison being a fucking petty bitch or anything like right no that, that, that episode, you understand uh, her in that for minute for yeah for sure yeah well because they were really you know making her seem awful <clears> and <throat> they really kind of like pulled it back from the edge in this last episode um and i felt kind of like humanized her for like maybe the first time since she was 
uh, you know, teenager. <laughs> right. No, and it lasted for all the half an hour. And then you're like, oh, fuck. It's now here we go. We just- well, it's it's because, you know, even if they want to make a piece like they've poisoned their kids, you know, their, their kids are going to be, you know, they're just they've been taught to hate each other. And it doesn't they, they've never been friends to become back together, you know, again, the way that the, the adults are. Right. right. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter what they do. And, and clearly it's like these kids, every time they see each other, they want to fucking kill each other. Right. Right. So it, you know, and then the parents see that and then they fucking take sides, you know, like, like any parent would, I think. But And, and, and I mean, they're, they're, they're ready. They, you know, stuff that happened in episode seven, right. Put them past the point of no return. I think, you know, uh, uh, Amon's taking Vagar when, when, you know, Lena's, daughter you know clearly wanted to to claim that dragon and then them slashing and and you know fucking killing one of his eyes like you know just killing the use of his eye it's like it's shit like that you really don't come back from they're, they're well, never gonna I make love, nice at that point i love how she asks if you know the eye is gonna be okay even though like his eyelid is already sewn <laughs> shut like <laughs> And the maester's like, no, he's gonna lose the eye. See how like, I already yes. stitched it shut. Like it's that's like being the- like, hey, Viserys, is your right eye gonna be okay? Like in this last episode, it's like, motherfucker, you can see the back of my skull. Like, what do you think? Like, no, it's not gonna be okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um. Well, he, he even says the flesh will be fine, but like clearly it wasn't because he still has a giant fucking scar yeah, on his no, face. There, there's not a lot of like that. Whatever that scar gel is that we have now, <laughs> like there's not a lot of Maderma. Not a lot of Maderma kicking around in fucking Westeros, and you know, no, 150 God. AC or whatever the fuck a year fucking it is. Uh, poor Viserys with like multiple holes in his fucking oh, skull. God. Yeah, if you, if Ugh. the king can't get good health care, you know nobody's getting that fucking any decent health care. <laughs> That yeah. shit was uh that shit was nasty. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that episode. That was what some of the best like gross effects I've seen on like a sh- on a show in a long time. Um, for you know, w- w- and a show that's known for it too, or you know, franchise that's known for it. But yeah, so I mean, you know, the big the big things in episode seven. Obviously, it starts with uh, Lena's funeral and you know the 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 claiming stealing whatever you want to call it of Vagar by Amond uh, was was you know sort of the significant flashpoint in a series of of little flashpoints uh between the the two families the the greens and the blacks as they're referred to which is somewhat uncomfortable considering all the the, the, uh black people on the show are in are considered part of the you know targaryen side for now at least the black side whatever so you know maybe maybe not the best choice by george R. R. martin but i guess it's just colloquially they have to refer to him that way um but, yeah, well, in the show, like they, they, they definitely, you know, there, there's still racial undertones to what's happening here, right? Sure. Um, you know, you, you even see it with like the kids, where, you, you know, the one, one of uh, Rhaenyra's kids, she tells to go talk to the to the twin girls that are crying, and he, he's just kind of like, you know, <laughs> right. Like I'm just a fucking white kid, and they're black, and it's like it's well, it's it's one of the girls that like reaches out to him, right? Because it's it's you know, they're and it makes probably better people, <laughs> right? Just in general, but it's so funny because it makes everything with the the illegitimacy of of Rhaenyra's kids so much more effective to make the choice that they did to make the Valerians uh, black, like to make that house like you know all all the the people from that bloodline black. Because in the book, you know, they question Renera's like the, the legitimacy of the kids, but I don't think it's nearly as pronounced as it is on the show. And in the show, it's very much a visual like 
these are clearly white kids from fucking, you know, <laughs> like these are clearly kids from that strong guy that they fucking burned alive. Like there's, you know, this is not, you know, yeah. this is not in question. So I, I, you, I, it adds to that a lot, I think. Yeah. Did you know that the, that, that funeral scene or, you know, the scene where they're all like mulling about for hours <laughs> after the right. funeral was the first scene of the show they shot. Really? And they did that because they wanted the actors, they wanted a scene where all the actors would be as unfamiliar with each other as possible. I love that. So yeah. that everybody at that sort of post funeral party would seem very distant and, you know, sort of foreign to one another. That's great. That's a, that's a, yeah, that's an interesting wrinkle. So that, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Huh. I didn't, I didn't know that. That's cool. Um, but no, yeah. And I mean, that funeral I, actually, scene is- I don't, I don't know if they deliberately did that for that reason but well, like the, it, it had that effect certainly regardless yeah, of whether well, they the, did or didn't the director said that like he made a note of that saying that like this was the first thing we shot so all the actors didn't know each other so da, da, da. so i would assume that right if he's making a point of that 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 was a part of the plan but i don't know that, that for a fact i just kind of assumed that was the case though right and again just awkward <laughs> i we, we've talked a little bit about this off air matt smith is is too good of an actor to be doing this part because he's making this character way too fucking likable. And, and he's, and he's still, he still does like, he does like half noble, half horrible things. And that's sort of like his arc for the entirety of the show is that he does shit. That you're like, Oh yeah. Like rooting for him. And then he does shit. You're like, Oh, come on, man. Like what are oh, you doing? Yeah. And, I mean, he fucking murdered his wife. Right. And so you're like, yeah, likely. I don't, I don't like this guy. I don't fucking like this guy. But then when he's, you know, Sir Christian's about to fucking cut a kid's eye out and he fucking bodies up to him. Like, yeah, yeah you're like, like Oh yeah. I'm, I'm clearly on his side now. Like, so the, it's definitely a good, a good, he, he cares about, much like Jamie Lannister, who we've talked about as a as an, a proxy for him in a lot of ways, he cares about his family and he only cares about his family. So he's very noble yeah. when it comes to he protecting cares about his, this family. We it, don't know how much he cared about the other ones. No, well, he his, his, his blood. Daughter. He cares about his blood. Like he right. doesn't care about necessarily. He seemed to like his wife. Like I'll give him that. He didn't. He seemed somewhat bothered by her death. Like he didn't seem near his his second wife, not the first wife that he most likely murdered, but the second yeah. wife that he didn't murder. But you know, yeah, she, he seemed to like her more. To be fair, well, here, here's what I wonder though, because he murders somebody else in in episode seven too, and it's you know the 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 fake out death at the end. But he he murders someone who was just like randomly walking down the hallway in the castle, and it's like, did nobody notice that this guy is suddenly <laughs> the, the Jeff in maintenance is missing for like all of a sudden? Yeah, and he was he wasn't like didn't look like he was you know from maintenance though he looked like he was a fucking Kingsguard, and he just snaps his neck and like he, he like no one notices he disappears at the same time that fucking Lenor is, is allegedly rolled up into a blanket and tossed in the fire right no, <laughs> like, that's a, yeah, that's not, not even like a little bit of detective work done to figure <laughs> out like hey maybe something was afoot here right and that was a show <laughs> creation also so you know in the in the book uh Leno, it's the, like they'd make very interesting subtle little changes from the book like in the book the uh Lenor dies in like not in in the castle but like in a market somewhere like his Carl, it's spelled with a Q for some fucking reason, does kill him in that scene also. But like, they don't know why and they don't know who ordered it. And there's like conspiracies that Damon ordered it and all that shit like that. But but it's funny because, again, like the, because the book is written in universe, like by a maester, the one of the people who writes one of the chapters, it, like is very suspicious of Damon. So they blame him for everything. So it's it's right. really so he's sort of, you know, he's he's like 
putting the idea of unreliable narrator is sort of baked into the story. Right. And, and like he gets blamed initially for, uh, um, the strongs getting burned alive. Damon does by that one maester in the book. So that's why it was right. an interesting revelation to see that it was, um, fucking Laura, uh, whatever the hell his name is. Uh, the, yeah. Creepy guy with the B. Uh, but yeah, so he, it, it's just, you know, wait, Larry's strong. Larry, yeah, Laris. I was, I was trying. I was saying Loris, but then I was like, no, that's not him. That's uh, that's yeah, Flower Knight. Yeah. Uh, so he, yeah, no, he's, he's who I call Middle Finger. Um, <laughs> right. Middle f- yeah. Right. Mid- middle Finger, because he is is extremely mid and also wants to be a little. Finger, yeah. So. It's fucking huge tryhard. But when he pulls something <laughs> off, he's like, ha wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And <laughs> like, uh, I, I would appreciate a little bit of discretion, motherfucker. Right. Uh, I, so my, I, my favorite thing about him is that meme of like Allison, where it's like Allison breathe and, and then him in behind her so you want me to kill everybody and she's like what, no, what <laughs> <laughs> no no go away uh yeah and, and it's just just a fact he looks so much like fucking low rent gavin rossdale yeah, yeah, um, yeah for sure so i had i finally was like okay now that we've like finally you know sunk into who these characters are and who's going to be around for a while i'm going to finally try to learn all their fucking names <laughs> right so I made a, started making like a little cheat sheet that I'm probably gonna have to copy and paste into every fucking show notes we do for this series. Um, just trying to like keep track of all the fucking kids, right? Because I was like, wait, wait, what happened to little baby Joffrey? We just jumped six years ahead, and like, where's where'd that kid go? Like, we we got to see a new baby, uh, baby Aegon the third, right? So like now now they both have a kid named Aegon, which apparently in the book was like a thing that pissed Allison off. Right. I'm sure it did. Yeah, she's like this fucking bitch naming her because she ha- she already has a hard time keeping track of like the old elder Aegons of before. <laughs> I have so many questions about that scene. Like how I mean, I, I I love that they used it as a device to like cause deliberate confusion. Well, and we're, we'll talk about that at the end of the episode. But yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. Th- th- basically millions of you know, or however, hundreds of thousands of people died, and probably the 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 race of dragons was 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 you know it put like murdered to the point of extinction because they can't tar- Targaryens can't stop naming their kid fucking Aegon. Like they can't think of another name. <laughs> like that's, that's why all this shit happened because they can't think of another fucking it's, name. It's just, it's like a fucking a thing with, with him. Um, you know, the, the, <laughs> It's like, yes, they're incestuous, but also they use the same name so much. <laughs> and I'm going to keep using the same, you know, almost exact same name for different people. So it's like deliberately trying to make it confusing for the audience so that you appreciate how somebody could could like get confused in inside the world of this show, too. Right. And, that, um, and, and you know, we, since we're mentioning it, we might as well, because we're going to jump around a lot. We might as well talk about the whole Aegon controversy, whatever. Um so basically the the kind of big revelation from this episode which was a revelation to book readers too um is that you know Viserys basically talks about how you know the 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 dream that either I think he says that Aegon has like the young Aegon or maybe he was saying a dream he had I, I it was hard to kind of make out his dialogue but basically a dream that one of them had it's all true that Aegon is going to be the one you know, to save everybody from the White Walkers and he or he's the he's the song of ice and fire and uh, you know, the prince that was promised and shit like that. Um, and he tells Allison this on his deathbed as he's dying, even though she was a she actually genuinely seemed like she was ready to sort of accept Renera as as queen and not, you know, challenge uh challenge her legitimacy. And he says this to her on his deathbed, thinking he's doing the right thing and we all know because we've seen Game of Thrones 
that he had the wrong fucking egg on. And obviously he was referring to Jon Snow, who's who we know is, you know, it, be- it goes on to become the prince that was promised, but they don't fucking know that. They just know Aegon Targaryen is going to become the prince that was promised. So, well, it, Allison, he, thinks, he thinks that he's talking to Rhaenyra. That's the whole thing. <laughs> So right. it's 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 like he's confused, which causes her to be confused. Right. It was a triple. And we're all fucking confused because we're we're like, wait, because he, he, you know, because he thinks that you know when Rear comes in that it's Allison, right? So he's clearly delirious. He's drinking this fucking milk of the poppy for all the pain that he's in. I love the little the detail when you know Matt Smith comes in and he like kind of smells it to see like if it's actually <laughs> right. if it's that or if it's like poison on top of right, it, you right, know? Right. Because he doesn't fucking trust any of these people, right. <laughs> rightfully. And, so. and 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 he is actually really kind of nice with Viserys in this episode. He re- he really seems like he's you know genuinely like you know trying to help his brother. Like that's why it's very hard to dislike him, even though he often does bad things. But he just seems like a with his family again. Very big caveat, like a very humane you know person more so than you know in any other situation you know he's helping him up to his throne it was just a really nice moment uh you know following probably the most emotional moment of the series so far when when you see Viserys coming in and making his fucking long ass slow ass you know zombie shamble to, to sit on the iron throne seriously um, that was some like queen elizabeth shit right there you know just <laughs> dis- disappearing for months on end and then just like showing up being totally fine like surprise has entered a new phase of his <laughs> yeah i'm still alive everybody oh I'm, my god i'm here to make fucking new laws and everyone's but, just like oh god damn it i thought we got rid of them already yeah but so before we get off that though the Aegon thing i just think that that's you know fascinating and that's something that obviously is a revelation to the book readers because nobody who wrote uh, you know the book in 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 uh fire and blood knows that Jon snow is aegon targaryen like nobody knows that except for like a handful of fucking people you know by the end of the series and uh certainly not in in george martin's books yet because he hasn't fucking written the other two so nobody actually knows that within the the book realm yet so it's it's just a fascinating yeah. wrinkle that it's not that it's contradictory to the book it's just that that this is like the missing puzzle piece that the showrunners probably got from George Martin to say like this is what actually caused the 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 final you know this this is what averted the final off ramp before that before we're going to have full blown Targaryen civil war is that they mixed up the fucking Aegons they were talking about and we talk a lot about like prophecy on the show being you know both you know oftentimes true and oftentimes untrue and oftentimes the undoing of characters on this show and, mm-hmm. and this is again just great fucking symmetry with with the original series is that you know just shit like this happens all the time and people are just slaves to these fucking prophecies and we see what results from it everyone else has to suffer from because of it so i I just love that wrinkle um well i want to talk a little bit about the um the Allison going fucking crazy and grabbing the knife scene um because it was it was so reminiscent of you know, the scene where all the kids are fighting in the first season of Game of Thrones, right? Which kind of right. like begins the, the the tearing of the relationships with the parents too. Um, but, you know, it's it's like, because you know that it's all the, you know, polite society and polite society and polite society. And all of a sudden somebody just fucking goes crazy and chops somebody up. Right. And that's just a thing that happens. <laughs> and right. if you're, you know, high enough up, there's nothing anyone can do about it. They're just like, well, that's that happened. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I just I, I love when um, when uh, Amond <laughs> uh, is, is being grilled by the king. 
and you know his eye his fucking face is slashed he's got to go under <laughs> right. you know 20 questions and it's like okay yeah sure but you know you, you said this but like give the kid a few minutes you know, I know right. he's still just a child <clears throat> and he just immediately he doesn't even like wasting time and he's just like yeah my brother's told me about it my, my fucking rats out his brother like like nothing <laughs> and i love his brother's reaction because his, his brother's reaction reminded me of jimmy the jimmy mcnulty meme from the wire where he's just like what the fuck did i do <laughs> right because <laughs> it's like we all fucking know it why am i getting blamed <laughs> right no it was a great little brother big brother moment where you've seen a million times or you've experienced if you have a big brother where you're just it, like, like everybody that your brother gets fucking like three you know <laughs> to, shoot totally. out and you're like fuck come on man well and i and i love the older brother it's just like look come come on king like we everyone fucking knows this right you know it we know it don't don't fucking put the charade around anymore right right it's just and again it, and it's like yeah it's true but also like fuck off like come on like you know it's not her fault like she met she you know was betrothed to this guy who doesn't really you know have any interest in uh, you know, making babies with her. Uh, it's not her fault. You know, it's not through no fault of her own. Um, she's doing the best she can. So it's just, again, it's it's a real world. You feel bad for her. And, and w- while in universe, it's obviously, you know, completely taboo and forbidden. Um, it's well, like, it, what the it's, fuck? It's, you know, what like, are you going to do? It, it's, not, it's not just like, oh, she lied about it. And they're not really her kids. It's like the, the idea of like title and land and power and, and you know, that it's it's like they all think that she's cheating right you know these these kids aren't just illegitimate they are going to you know be the president but they didn't win the election right, right. that's that's what and, everyone and else is thinking right they, which is what they think which is stupid because they're still you know targaryen kids they still have targaryen blood i mean and and even like with their stupid you know fucked up like societal norms like they they are still highborn kids it's not like there there's a difference in westeros between highborn bastards and lowborn bastards where like if a right. king or whoever you know lays with somebody who's considered like lowborn or of you know not of or not from a royal house or a you know a, a whatever house um then they're like a lowborn bastard like gendry was a lowborn bastard but these kids still were the the offspring of um of harwin strong and and renera both who are from highborn houses so like even if they got found out in Westeros, they wouldn't they wouldn't be exiled. They would still be able to like be treated like like a noble, just not you know they wouldn't be able to inherit the throne by their by their you know Westerosi standards. So it's a, it's a weird fine line. It, it's it's all fucking stupid, but that's just you know it, it's very true to life with the way that you know monarchies have have sort of reigned over the you know in in our country in our world uh, not in our country yeah. but in our world well um, and if you, uh, you know. if you think this is an exaggerated show as far as like the drama between families and you know all the violence and everything like just watch any actual history show about the real middle oh, ages oh yeah no this people, is people were king for like you know sometimes only a couple months before somebody murdered them yeah <laughs> this happened all the fucking time and wars were fought for the stupidest fucking reasons the pettiest fucking reasons people would go to war right over and um and so, <laughs> yeah and and just you know to kind of wrap up that scene of episode seven then we could kind of get into episode eight the other significant scene in episode seven is this this final confrontation after after Eamon's eyes get i get slashed and the in the uh the kind of i don't know if that was like the great hall or the fucking dining hall whatever the fuck it was um and uh you know we 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 finally kind of get this confrontation between renair and allison and allison you know 
the, the, the she's so distraught by the fact that Eamon's eyes cut that she wants uh as justice for you know that she wants Kristen Cole to fucking cut you know one of one of Renera's kids eyes and that was the point where like if you were still somehow trying to find a way to root for Alicent on the show it's like come on at this point like can they be doing any more to tell you she's a fucking bad person than being like hey she wants to cut out this other kid's fucking eye her you know nephew or whatever the hell he is nephew yeah. cousin um because and and it was just very reminiscent of uh in the first season of game of thrones after joffrey's attacked by um by nemeria by Arya's uh direwolf and nemeria gets away that they that uh she wants um um sansa's direwolf whose name is escaping me to to get you know to, she basically is like all right well you're gonna kill one of those fucking direwolves i don't care whose it is you know just kill one because we can't find a mary it was just very reminiscent of and a call back to that moment so oh yeah well and that's so it's something always bothered me too is like the, like animal control will do that shit in the wild where if if somebody gets attacked by uh, you know a, a, a dog apex or... predator they'll just go find the nearest one and kill it and say well we think it might have been that one it's like right. what <laughs> it's, just, it's fucking it's insane ju- just just to like make people feel better and not worry about it right like, and the did, people did that make feel right better are, are, are like know. atrocious people like that that actually feel good about like hey like i would feel horrendous if a dog that did bite me got killed like but you know that got ordered to get put down like i would still feel horrendous about that like imagine being like i just want one of them fucking dead that's like the whole you know, but that's again. I don't support the death penalty. That's pe- people have a weird sense of revenge in this country where they think, you know, like I just, you know, it, it, I think it's just a difference in 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 mindset when it comes to things like that and things like revenge. You know, I'll watch a show all day long about that, but I don't, you know, think that we as a, as a country should be putting anyone to state mandated, you know, death. Like that's, I think that that's a big. But but I guess but you know that's a minority. But what if they get sick and don't have money for insurance? I mean, that's... <laughs> right? No, then it's fine. Of course, we're Americans. I mean, we understand that. But just let that guy go. Um, but 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 I mean, I think that's just. But I and I understand that I, that's a kind of minority opinion, and I understand why it is because it's a really hard opinion to maintain, especially when you're shown like you know anecdotal cases of like, well, look at this guy fucking did, you know, and it's like, oh Jesus, what do you do with this fucking guy? But. I still yeah, feel so, like you, you see like that like that was that that cop that uh, raped twenty five women that he had in his custody over yeah. the course of his career, and he got like I don't know fucking thirty years in prison, and he's like sobbing in court, and it's just like <sighs> yeah, it's, really it's hard. Can we, it's very big exception for that guy. Right, no, put I, him out. Just put him out of their misery. Right. But so the, one one other little detail I loved about um, that scene is is when um, <clears throat> uh, Amon <laughs> when he he's like suddenly you know has the perspective of an adult and he says i may have lost an eye but i gained a dragon <laughs> right. i was like may have lost an eye no you did lose an eye kiddo <laughs> it, it, and it's <laughs> a no great line here. but it's also like you know no kid would fucking say that you'd be like my fucking eye you took my fucking eye. like you know come on let's be real son like you're not gonna there's no 12 year old is saying that shit like that's that's a that's a 30 year old hollywood writer's line all day but it was great yeah. it was a good line i mean know? i know the dragon's technically doing the flying for you but like you're kind of still the pilot there like I don't <laughs> yeah think you're allowed you're, to be a pilot with only one eye now i feel like your depth perception is probably fairly important when flying a dragon i mean you have a lot of open space but still like when you're landing yeah you know, i mean they showed on this on the episode like you could fucking fly into a cloud of birds you lose your right. other fucking eye like you don't <laughs> you got to be able to have all your faculties oh, to fly man. a fucking dragon 
um, that big. I, I also loved, I mean, that just, you know, the, this two episodes back to back gave us like iconic lines for each of these characters. Renera's line to Allison as she stops her from fucking trying to stab the kid. You know, now they all see you for who you really are uh, or for what you are. I forget the exact phrasing, but that I just thought it, her, her read of that line was so great. And, you know, that the moments like that are just the, the, the Game of Thrones shit that they do better than anybody, I think. And like where on any other show would come across, you know, melodramatic or cheesy. But the show just fucking if you if you earn that moment, it's great to give a good one liner like that, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, and and um, Olivia Cook, who plays uh, Allison, I also yeah. think she's she's really great. Um, yeah. And I love love the some of like the little details like she. You know, she used to like pick at her fingernails till they would bleed when she was younger, when she was right. nervous, right? And then, um, you know, after this huge confrontation with the knife and everything, and she cuts uh, Rhaenyra's arm, um, she's by herself, and you see that she's picking at her fingernails again because <laughs> she knows she fucked up. And right. uh, it's and their dad comes in, and she thinks her dad's auto high is going to chew her out, and then doesn't. And when he basically tells her he's proud of her, she stops picking at her nails immediately. Oh, and like her whole demeanor, her whole demeanor changes. And I'm sure that was like a thing that, you know, the director and her worked on together is like a little, little detail, but I just I right. love how, cause I didn't fucking notice that. I didn't notice that at first. And then I saw it. I was like, Oh, that's great little thing. Great little detail to, to include there. Um, but you really, you see like, like she knows she did a bad thing and it's her fucking wicked father who's encouraging the bad behavior. <laughs> He's like, no, I finally see that you're as fucking psychotic as me and that you're, that you're, that you're, that you're as morally bankrupt as me and that you'll totally do whatever it takes to get your kid on the throne. I love you now. Finally. Finally, first, I have the daughter the I've always time. wanted. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Fucking auto high tower. So. I, I'm very concerned, and we'll get into episode eight. I'm very concerned for the character, like not about the, not in a meta sense, but I'm very concerned by, by the fact that Renera is leaving right as, he, you know, he's dying at the end of episode uh, eight, because I can very much see a situation where it's an immediate, you know, like, like Cersei uh, after, after Robert dies in the first season where she just fucking seizes the throne and you know I, I can see Otto doing that and then it's just a matter of like well what the fuck are you gonna do about it I have the king's guard in my back like you know you know try to fucking stake your claim that you know that you're the rightful like at this point it's very I I just feel like yeah it, it's gonna go badly so that's I, I can already see where, where we're gonna be at next episode we're gonna be probably right to battle I would imagine next episode if I had to guess um but, yeah but so yeah we should talk about episode eight because it was very you know, again, like you said, it wasn't super eventful, but I just think it 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 really it stuck with me longer than the other episodes. And uh, I actually I was weird. I was very surprised because I thought I was kind of in the minority there. But I, when I was looking at IMDb today, that the last ep- last two episodes were the two highest rated episodes of the show so far. Nine point one for Driftmark and nine point five for uh, wow. last episode. And I and and part of that's recency. I think that always happens with episodes that just debut. But still, I, I mean, I do think that there was a lot of awesome you know moments there and a lot of great character moments there uh for damon for viserys who you know has uh, patty constantine done a fucking amazing job with that character somebody like when i when he when they when he was cast i was like oh he's like really funny and hot fuzz and like a bunch of comedies but like really that guy 
That guy's going to be a fucking Targaryen with that yeah. bum face. Well, he's been like, in a bunch of comedies that I've never watched, so I don't like think of him that way. But right. like, then, I'll, then I'll like think about the movies that I know he's in that I haven't seen, and I'm like, oh yeah, what a weird di- dis- like. It's a you weird would have dis- to kind right. of divorce that from your mind to take him seriously. But um, yeah, great acting, great acting. Hard to play uh, a king and not think of yourself as like the big, strong, tough, you know, smart. Like you, you've got to really like you got to be a good actor to play a shitty king <laughs> right <laughs> you know a shitty but like ultimately not ignoble like he's not i mean he's you know he, oh look, not a shitty person just no like, no exactly know, like... <laughs> it, it was just a very interesting yeah dynamic because he's got to play like a somewhat hapless ruler who's like genuinely not a bad guy i mean as far as king go kings go i mean i'm sure he's still you know probably doesn't give a shit about the poor residents of of you know flea bottom but still like he's as far as nobility goes, he's not a bad guy, but he's just not, he doesn't have what it takes to, to really snuff out these issues that, that he should have snuffed out, you know, long ago and he let them fester. And we see, you know, the results of that, and we're going to see the results of that for the rest of this series, but ultimately a very flawed character, but you know, somebody that's, I think I still, as an audience member grew a liking for, or not even a liking for just a, an understanding of so like him in this episode just being so decrepit and so on the verge of death and like this this just great scene where he finally you know acts as a king that like really like fucking you know lays the law down for the first time uh it, it was just great like where, where he you know he comes into the throne room and you know it, it, you just have that dread moment of like oh well, obviously this is a fucking farce and they're just gonna give drift mark to um um Vayman valerian the the other you know the valerian uh, uh corliss's brother um and he just walks in and he's like what what are we doing like i why, why are we talking about something i already made a fucking decision like why are we and it was just great to see him fucking like no even in his fucking adult brain that's barely functioning he's still you know new enough that he's like i gotta do this now for my daughter uh, you know, this is probably the last thing I'm going to do before I die. And right. it was, uh, cause you know, the fucking stress of, you know, having a guy's head chopped off right in front of him or sliced, you know, in half right in front of him. Oh, that's what I love too, is that he didn't chop his head off. He fucking turned his head into a Pez dispenser. Wait, and, and, <laughs> right. So, uh, we had some technical difficulties. Uh, my, my co-host's head was, uh, sliced in half like a Pez dispenser. As, uh, <laughs> no, uh, we, 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 we're having issues with the internet. Uh, comrades internet is, uh, shitting the bed. Uh, he has a technician coming out to work on it, but it's, you know, we, we did the best we could. We got, I think through most of the two episodes and, um, basically just to wrap up what, what we were saying, uh, yeah, he, I think it cut off right before he mentioned that Damon turned, uh, uh, Vayman's head into a Pez dispenser, which, you know, just great, great, absolute all time line from, uh, from Damon there where he's just standing there and, you know, Vayman wants to call him bastards and he's just like, say it, you fucking relishing in it, just iconic moment. And, and he does of course say it because, you know, he, he Vayman doesn't. And, and again, he's not lying, but like, you know, he's, he's being a dick and he just, he's self-interested and he wants to, uh, inherit the seat, even though that's probably not what his brother, uh, would want. And it's, we know it's not what his brother wants. Cause he says as much to Renera. Um, 
Arenas, excuse me. It's hard to keep all these fucking fake names straight. Uh, he says as much to Arenas uh, last episode, I believe. So, you know, uh, <laughs> Damon uh, relishes in slicing his fucking face in half just enough so that his tongue is sticking out, uh, which, you know, shows you the the level of skill that he has as a swordsman. Um, just great moment. Uh, and, and, you know, again, we, we, we've talked about it. We see where the, everything is heading. We see the collision course we're on. And I think next episode is, uh, bound to be insane. Uh, I, I imagine we're going to get a lot of conflict and maybe a full blown battle, uh, maybe a two part battle. So, you know, episodes nine and 10, I think we're, uh, we're, we're in the shit now, as they say, <laughs> now that Viserys has died. Um, yeah. So uh, basically I just wanted to wrap this up and kind of give my final thoughts on that scene because I really loved uh, the way that played out, and uh, I, I think you know Patty Constantine just excellent job uh, as Viserys bringing life to that character. Um, George Martin said he, George R. R. Martin said that he did more justice to that character, and he, he he gave much more life to that character than he ever did in the pages of any of his books. So he you know, thanked him for that. So I really, uh, I, I really enjoyed that. So yeah, uh, we're going to, you know, come back in a couple weeks and talk about episodes nine and 10. I'm sure they're going to be batshit insane. Um, if these last couple of episodes are any indication and, uh, yeah, so we can't wait. Uh, and if you want to support the show, rate, review, and subscribe, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash move left, uh, patreon.com slash move left. I am on Twitter at move underscore left. Comrade is on Twitter at bike slutty. And you can uh, come back next week for the regular show and in two weeks for the finale. Yeah, I'll see you next time. I've been-